podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Serie Chronicles is a Media Chronicles production. We will talk about Juventus, obviously. We will not forget about them. We will talk about the relegation battle, Milan uh, making top four. But we must, must, must start with the fact that there is a European final on Wednesday evening. So you're probably, if you are listening to this, you're listening to it in the morning, hopefully. Roma will take on Sevilla, who have made this competition. There's won it a record six times overall, first time in 2006. So it's really amazing how many they've picked up um, in the last uh, just under 20 years. And this has been a really weird season for Sevilla, right? Like they started off with Lopetegui, sacked, brought in Jorge Sampioli, sacked. And Mendilba has really managed to right the ship. They haven't been doing so well recently, but you understand that. Eyes on the prize at the moment, lost to Real Madrid over the weekend. Roma lost to Fiorentina as well. I actually didn't think that was going to happen, to be honest with you, because I thought Fiorentina might be a big, bit exhausted from the Coppa Italia. Nikki, is Jose Mourinho going to win a consecutive European final? It's fascinating, isn't it? Because it's like these two unstoppable forces in our like ideas of European football. Sevilla always win the Europa League. It's, it's six now, right? Or is it seven? I'm, I should know that. And I've got my mix up in my head. Six. Uh, yeah, because this will be the seventh. Yeah. Um, whereas Mourinho, of course, has had five European finals and won all of them. So you've got these two like forces colliding and, and, and one of them has to, has to give way in some way. It's such a hard judgment to make with Roma specifically. Let's start with Roma because obviously, you know, we cover Italian football first and foremost, because they really haven't been good in Serie A for a while, right? Like they've gone seven games, four draws, three losses. Though they were a little unlucky against Fiorentina, they did sort of have the, the, the better start in that game. They were on top for a while. But even then, like by the end of it, there, there are some of this, the, the numbers that really jump out at you. I mean, Fiorentina with 18 successful dribbles to, to Roma's two retails. You think about the style in which the two teams play and, and, and the sort of perhaps lacking ability in this Roma team when, when Dybala isn't there to, to have players who can take on their man and beat them sometimes. But it's been clear for a while at the same time that Jose is single-mindedly interested in winning this Europa League. A lot of people think he's going to leave um, at the end of the season one way or another and, and he wants to go out with this high of, of doing it. And he's just such a, an absolutely ruthlessly cynical manager, as we saw against second Leverkusen in that second leg of that semi-final, that even with a strong possibility that Dybala isn't going to make it, um, which is huge, by the way, in terms of, of the absolute sort of game-changing quality that, that he brings to Roma, I find it hard to discount him. I do think, when I sort of boil down to it, what do I expect from this game? I think it's going to be a really niggly, nasty, shithousery game of football, right? Like, I mean, uh, Sevilla have the worst disciplinary record in all of, of La Liga. They've got, mm-hmm. I haven't got the numbers in front of me. I checked this before and I didn't write them down, but they've got an, an astonishing number of, of yellow and red cards. Let me um, grab that quickly. They've got in, in La Liga, 111 yellow cards a season and 13 red cards. Bonkers. But also Roma, who haven't actually like on the, paper when you look at it at first got anything like as bad a record of that. Roma have had, I think, 13 members of their sideline staff sent off at different times this season because they've been sort of bringing yes. all of that energy to their dugout. So I think it's going to be 
and not a high sort of end-to-end chances entertainment game, which is interesting because actually the second leg of Sevilla's game against Juventus, Tyus Juventus was quite end-to-end and open and quite sort of entertaining as a game. I don't think it'll be like that at all. And I just sort of in my soul believe that when the game gets nasty enough and it all is niggly and messy enough, I sort of believe that's where Jose Mourinho wins. Like that's where he finds his moments. So maybe that's a bit too hocus pocus and feely, but I I think that's my first instinct on the game, Mina. I don't know about you. It's difficult because, you know, football heritage, um, both can be that. (laughs) It really is that. Uh, And you're right. Sevilla has been the worst for yellow cards. So they really do know how to play a dirty game when they want to. In fact, Acuna, who is not available for this match because of how many red cards (laughs) and yellow cards he's accrued, he's the most player who received nine yellows and three red cards overall this season, the highest of anyone in Europe. Roma, aerial duels, that's where they are at their forefront, they are at their best, they know how to make the most from any set pieces, and I think it's a dangerous weapon to have coming into these types of finals. We saw, for example, Sevilla, they conceded that equaliser against Juventus from a set piece. The thing is, is Mendilibar is a very pragmatic coach. He's somebody who's really understood what the, the occasion requires. And even in the match against Juventus, even though it was end-to-end in the second in the second leg, overall, if you look at the tie, Sevilla very much deserved to be the team that, that overcame Juventus and to go through to the final. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Mourinho is a team that, and sorry, is a coach who doesn't care if he's going to do it with 20% possession who doesn't care what the aesthetics are of the game, who doesn't care, you know, how many people get sent off um, from his coaching scuff or what kind of things that they need to do. He just, I think the one thing that I can say to him, which is the greatest compliment of the side is that this is a side that throughout the season have been relied upon for their mentality and for their attitude in games. I think they are always switched on for the most part. I think they have always come in with a clear desire to win, no matter how exhausted they are, no matter what the schedule was. Yes, their football isn't beautiful. I don't, personally, you know me, I'm not interested in whether or not people play good football. I care about results, and I think that he's provided that um, with what he had. I'm interested to see, I guess, what Dybala can do, how much he's going to be able to play if he, if he really is capable of, of putting in a performance that's going to be interesting to obviously to Roma whether they can even get a goal although I like I said I do think set pieces will make a difference and here's the thing like Sevilla have built themselves up on the fact that Sevilla's home ground this the Sanchez Bijuan is just this amazing fortress they simply do not lose at home and that has been something that is very much like defined them for many many years now Lopetegui's reign Mochi coming in and out. It's always been severe don't lose at home. And yet somehow they get to finals and even though it's never at home, they still win them all. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's one of those things, you know? Yeah. I have no idea which way this is going to go, but surely I agree with you. Surely this is Roma's. Hey gang, just wanted to let you know that you can now get a free 14-day trial of our Chronicles Defosi Patreon membership. Subscribe now for free for 14 days to get access to all of our full episodes, solo mini-sodes, bonus content, even behind-the-scene bonuses like our chats about football, and of course, our chats about life in general. You can also get the entire bank catalogue of Serie A Chronicles content. So head over to seriachronicles.com forward slash Patreon and subscribe to the Chronicles of membership for free. I think like I sort of gave like this sort of 
like I said, like the, the fuzzy answer to begin with, which is about like feelings and about what these teams sort of histories are. But I, I think like it is worth reminding ourselves that teams aren't actually their histories. Teams are the teams they have now and they're the coaches they have now. And I think Mendeleeva is such a like fascinating case because really like he's kind of been the survival expert, right? Like you brought him in Precisely. because things were going so badly under Lopetegui and, uh, and Sam Pauli that it's like, we, we just need to like make sure we're safe this season, right? And he's this real like no-nonsense character who doesn't believe in stats and doesn't believe in sort of technology and just wants to get things old school and, and, and effective and to the point. And I think that has clearly improved their season no end. And it's clearly been effective in big games too, because they did obviously knock out Juventus deservedly in the semi-final. I just sort of think that actually finals are decided on the details. And actually Jose Mourinho, the reason he's won all those finals is because he's very good when he needs to be at getting into those fine details and, and saying, okay, here's the areas that I think I can unpick you. Here's the areas that I think we can best you. I don't think this, this Roma team, and we've sort of been saying it all season, I don't think on paper it looks sort of overwhelmingly brilliant, right? I think when you look at the, at the back, it's, it's certainly a lot more solid. Now Chris Smalling's back from injury, but Smalling is kind of the only one there who you're really sort of feeling is, is having like a, a, an undeniably great season. Mancini and then I don't know if you're going to go with Ibanez or Llorente with them. Um, in the midfield, you've got Cristante, I feel like has really bought into the, the Jose Mourinho ethic and is one of those Absolutely. players that you feel like his peak Mourinho will, will go through the walls for him. And that's really important. I love Spinazzola on the left when he's on song, but then you get up front and we've got Pellegrini who again, Mourinho player, like does have the right attitude and, and all that, but he's, he's not had as great a season as I hoped for him at the start. Certainly you've got Abraham who's, who's not had anything like the season he had last season. You've got Bellotti, who never, ever scores. I think Mourinho does like him again for his sort of attitude, but never, ever scores. And then you've got El Shirawi, who in bursts, I enjoy him. He's the one player there who maybe can do some going past a man and, and do something. But I mean, he's a real, he's a journeyman at this point, Mina. He's not someone who you're looking at and going, that's the great talent that's going to set alight European football. He's, he's had that, that sort of history when we thought for a moment, maybe he could be, and, and he wasn't. And it, it's just a very unremarkable team going sort of top to bottom with it, unless Dybala's there. Now, Dybala trained with the group and, and maybe he'll, he'll have some part to play. But really, when you look at his sort of recent, you know, his recent history, his last start was 8th of April. Uh, other than that, even before this last injury, he's had piecemeal performance coming in off the bench. So I expect if he's going to play, it's going to be 20 minutes off the end. So, so there is a lack of absolute quality in, in this Roma side. But perhaps, again, that's true for Sevilla as well. And, and they are missing some important pieces. Acuna's suspension, because of that um, sending off in the, in the huge. Juventus, actually is really meaningful. He's played a lot of games for them this season. So I don't think we're seeing two great teams in this final. And I think that it does loop me back to where I started, which is, do I think a great manager can make the difference in a one-off game between two teams with lots of flaws? I, I kind of do. Yes, Mourinho between the two has a pedigree, right? I do really like Mendeleeva. I, I very much lean towards a pragmatic coach, and I think he's very much that guy. I like their midfield. I, I certainly think it can be a very good midfield, but it's a very average team. Let's be honest, they are 11th in the league, and they finished fourth last season. So it's a huge drop-off that we've seen from them. They've just completely fallen by the wayside. They've never had, like, they haven't had very good transfer markets in all honesty. And a lot of great talent has left and not replaced with, with greatness. 
I'm interested to see what would happen because their right wing is obviously Ocampos and Navas, and that's against Spinazzola mm-hmm. and Ibanez. And it's, you know, again, I, I feel like sometimes when I talk about having to defend against that, I feel like Roma know how to do it. Roma know how to defend against all types. And if you saw a sort of Bayer Leverkusen in the second leg, it's like they noted where and how they were going to attack and then, then simultaneously grew into their defensive plan. You know, most teams grow into it, their attacking plan, like Napoli. <laughs> but Roma are one of those that's like, all right, how are you going to defend? And let's figure this out, how we can stop you entirely having any shots, you know? And they are just, I guess, like tremendous at doing that. It was, what, 23 shots from Bayer Leverkusen to one by Roma. It was just, it was spectacular. I mean, it really was shithousery, you know? And it's just like, we're going to do everything we can to stop you. I worry of the ability of Rakitic. Bono is just a great goalkeeper as well. But it, it is what it is. I mean, there's Smalling, there's Matic, there's Cristante. There's a lot of defensive might when it comes to Roma. I just want to make sure that when they do get their chances, and there might be only two or three in the game, that they can convert those chances. And so I, I, do, I really do hope that Dybal is available for them for more than a few minutes to, to sort of show us some level or some beauty on the ball. Pellegrini was rested, so he should be able to hopefully make a difference. And I really hope for Abraham that he gets his chance to really shine because it's been a difficult season for him. And he has his moments, of course, but it's nowhere near what the season that he produced last year. Um, and obviously no Zaniolo to make the difference, I guess. So a little bit sad. Yeah. And, and I guess I guess that's sort of like the other side of the of the coin, isn't it? Like you're talking about ruthlessness. And, you know, for instance, in, in the Europa League, I think in the series had this really great scoring record for um, Sevilla. And I think he's one of those players who, doesn't contribute all that much in in a lot of ways to the to the team's build up play, but he can be quite ruthless and very clinical, perhaps. And you know, we even saw Lamella, didn't we? Against Juventus, make his impact, and that's another player who definitely can change a game just on his own in an instant. And I think maybe Sevilla have more of that in them. They have more of that sort of individual game changing players in that team than Roma do actually. If Dybala's not there, especially, and. And that is why, yes, you start to look at set pieces and think, what can Roma do from a set piece? What can they do from, from, from a corner or a free kick? And, and can they make those differences? I do think, yeah, in a, in a tight game, having, having the more clinical ability is, is, is one of the, the things that can, can flip everything. And, and I, when I look at it things from that perspective, I do think Sevilla have more, more potential in them for just scoring a goal, which is a really sort of, bland thing to say I feel like but it's it's kind of the whole point isn't it just scoring a goal sometimes yeah, look if you're going to defend the way that you know Keza gave the ball away and then Sevilla can have a great chance to sort of like you know equalize like they did in the second leg I think it was the equalizer I think it was the equalizer I think it was you're, the equalizer. You're making it out myself but I think it was the equalizer anyway my point is is that Juventus sort of didn't defend very well against Sevilla but I think that had they shown the usual performances that you would expect for Juventus on a defensive level then I don't think Sevilla would have had those chances to score the goals that they did. But at one point, it just felt like there was just so much space for them to navigate. And if you do leave pockets, they are so good at exploiting those pockets. And Roma are just a lot more compact. They are better between the lines. And obviously, they can win almost everything in, 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 you know, centrally. So that's one thing that I feel like they're very best when it comes to the aerial. Just they're actually one of the very best in, um, in Europe. I think only Newcastle and one other team is a little bit better than them. For that level, I do feel like Sevilla is going to get really frustrated and not getting their chances. And so they might have to rely on, you know, shots um, outside the box. Sometimes you saw that from Bayer Leverkusen. 
and they do like you in that level I, I understand and I agree with you I do think they have the players that can probably score that kind of goal it could go on honestly it could really go either way but when you look at the squads I don't think they're too dissimilar no I don't think so I, I agree with that but, but I do think that yes it is it is about a coach who's willing to do everything and anything to win I want to ask you a question which is yeah. assuming you haven't got Dybala What's your starting attack for Roma? How, how are you choosing that attack if you haven't got Dybala? I don't think they have Al Shirawi available. I think Al Shirawi's fit. He's, he's certainly on the expected formations that I've seen. Is he good to start or come off the bench? That's a very good question. I, I was under the impression he is good to start. We don't know, do we? Because he'd come off against Fiorentina. So I suppose that is the big question, isn't it? If he's not available to start, then that's going to thin things out even more. But I thought he was good to start with then. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Even if he is, he's not usually always the guy that he's that's picked, right? But yeah, I was just wondering whether or not then it would be Abraham, I guess, with Pellegrini and Dybala behind in sort of like a, the triangle. Cristante and Matic in midfield, I would say. Uh, obviously, Smalling, Mancini, Ibanez. Spinazzola is the only one about this that worries me sometimes because he has his moments where he can lose concentration for a second and give you an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's the only, and it, it comes at the wing where Sevilla is the strongest. So there's going to be need to be a lot of help from the midfielders in order to shut it all it to shut all of it down. I still don't see Sevilla scoring. I just don't. They're just not a good team. I know that United. Like if you look at the game between Manchester United and them, and I know yes they scored like a lot of goals in the second leg, but really they should never have been there to have those opportunities. It was like literally freak on goals. <laughs> they shouldn't have reached this stage of the competition. And Juventus, well, they were just diabolical, frankly speaking. And yet they still made a match of it in the second half when, you know, they were playing at Sanchez Pistuan and it all was falling apart for them anyway. But I mean, they should have won that match again. I mean, in the, in the sense that Juventus on paper should never be losing to Sevilla on the pitch, they should have definitely lost to Sevilla, but they're just not a very good team. Like I think Roma are a, are a good team and that's the only difference, right? Like I can't imagine it. What's your starting lineup for this? Yeah, I, I think I, I was imagining Al Shirawi starting. But not Belotti, right? You wouldn't put... I really struggle with the idea of starting Belotti. Um, I, I don't rule out that Mourinho would. I think Mourinho might disagree with me on that. And I think that Mourinho deserves the benefit of the decision more than I do, frankly, because he's the one who's got them there. But I would probably go with Pellegrini and El Shirali behind Abraham, assuming Dybala can't start. If Dybala can start, he starts. But I just think he's played so little football in the last month. It's, it's really hard for me to imagine that he's there from the first minute. I'm trying to think. So Sevilla have conceded one counterattack, one set piece and one penalty. Roma haven't conceded any from those, only from open play just the methods in which that they can find and score a goal. So this is, I'm just looking to see. I, I do, I really do think set pieces will decide this. If it goes to penalty, who's your money on? Oh God. This is where I, I think it gets sticky. Penalties is, is rarely a happy space for Italian football, unless they're playing England. <laughs> Roma, Sevilla, penalties, who's winning? Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Serie Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Sports Social Podcast Network.